I think I'd like to rush a sorority. Don't you have to be an undergrad? Why? I don't know. I don't actually know. That's a good what if they? What if we found some way for them to have me do it, and they treated it seriously? Welcome back to Oops the Podcast. All right, lots to unpack here. I got something for you. Please, Julio. Julio, I don't know where you came up with that. Dude, this guy was a huge turkey. What is this, Japan? Which is one of the reasons why I hadn't told you about it. No, and I also just assumed you were saving it for the pod if you were going to tell me. Yeah, yeah. Which, of course you were. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Oops the Podcast, folks. It's me. It is I, Julio Gallarotti, joined by old Francisco. Yeah, yeah. Here we are. Francis Ellis. Yeah, buddy. Francis... Ellis. I got a I got an idea. What's up? Something I I'd really like to do. What, dude? I think I'd like to rush a sorority. Don't you have to be an undergrad? Why? I don't know. I don't actually know. That's a good what question. if they what if we found some way for them to have me do it and they treated it seriously? <laughs> you know, let's say in the same way that, you know, you could theoretically as a celebrity maybe you could go try to do navy seals training or something and they wouldn't take it easy on you because they wanted right. to make you aware of how hard it is right right so i would want the sorority sisters i would want them treating me like shit calling me names hazing me making me do shit bring them stuff at bad inopportune right. times um, Meanwhile, I'm trying to juggle a difficult course load. It's so the only like the Navy SEAL thing seems much more realistic just because and I don't know. I'm sure Ryan will hopefully have some info about this, but the requirements seems if they might be out of your control. Like you may not, you may simply not qualify. But to your point, I guess we don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, just because traditionally you join a sorority in college doesn't necessarily mean that that's the only time you can. Yeah. I think I could do it. I, I think it would be really fun. I think to get, you know, mixed up in all the drama, talk some shit with the other girls, stack myself against them. Don't you have to be a girl, though? Well. I know we could do the whole I'm a girl thing, but like. No, I mean, yeah. I'm just saying maybe <laughs> if they could make some kind of exception and, and everybody could treat me like I was a sophomore or freshman at you know alabama you're like lambert the sheepish lion you know about that no lambert uh was dropped off with a flock of sheep when he was born by the stork by accident Mm. and when the stork tried to take the lambert back the lion uh his mother the ram got very angry and the pelican or the stork whatever flew away being like well whatever and it was like the voice, it's a very classic voice that's used in all those hmm. cartoons from that era. Anyway, uh, Good Lambert, fable. Good fable. Yeah. Lambert then grows up to be a sheep. He's clearly a lion, but he behaves like a sheep. One day, a wolf infiltrates the pack uh, and the flock and attempts to start stealing sheep. Lambert's lionly instincts kick in. He saves the day, and then everybody loves him, and he starts going, and he's still going, bah, but uh. as the lion, they've now accepted him. So perhaps... The same thing could happen when Ted Bundy breaks into the sorority house. Oh, my God. You kick his ass and kill him. Mm-hmm. And then Francis, the sorority sister. Yeah. Francis. I love that. But I also see this moment where it's like, it's only because <laughs> I have to fight off this serial killer 
that my wig falls off, the bulge <laughs> in my pants emerges. Right. And after after the melee and the dust settles, they're all like, how could you? <laughs> oh, they're we mad. We trusted you. Oh, but oh. And I'm like, what do you mean? I just saved you from getting murdered. <laughs> but do they know like, you're But you no. thought we thought, but maybe maybe they didn't. Hey, come on. I I have good makeup. I have a good makeup artist. I've got I'm doing the voice well, whatever it is, a little Juana man type action. Yeah, I don't know. You know, but do, but, but let's assume that you are just allowed to join the sorority despite the fact that you are not a, a woman. Or a yeah, girl. right, right, right. And you're just a guy, but you're in the sorority. Yeah, that'd be funny. And it's fun. You guys are all baking together. I don't know what the sorority sisters do. I don't know. I just whoa, they bake. super is that sexist, Julia. Is it? I just feel like they have bar- parties where they bake. Hill Dog was in a sorority. And they baked a lot? I don't know, actually. But apparently in, in Tennessee, not more than four or five girls can live in a sorority house because it's considered a brothel. Some like what? archaic law. Some archaic stupid law. So like only Hill Dog and some of the other admins lived in there. I believe she was, she had some sort of like high ranking role in the sorority. I bet. Uh, she was the Ryan Lynch of her yeah, sorority. Yeah, exactly. She was the house mom, mm-hmm. so you'd go to her if you had like if you were having problems. I can see that. Sweet mother hen. Yeah, mother hen. Mother goose. Mother dog. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll see if we can make that happen somehow. That's fun, man. Just I'd to go like through it. I don't know for a couple of weeks, maybe. Dude, you, that's a great simulate dude, that's the exercise. Content. That's what I'm saying. That's really funny. I think it'd be funny to try we that. Do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We should do that. Yeah. The only problem, bro, is that <sighs> newly married man. <laughs> It's not the kind of play environment you want to put, be putting yourself in. But if now. I'm super competitive about it and I'm... It'll turn I'm, them on even more. No, but I think, I, I think it's more... <laughs> in the trenches. I think we're, I think we're all going to hate each other. I want to be catty. I want to be bitchy. I want to I be treated as an equal. They're all going to do. They're going to want to bang you. No, not going to happen. No, no can do. You're a good man. Girls, I'm here to stitch. become a sister. You're a sister. Not your mister. Well, dude, okay, Francis and I have a have our flight competition. We've updated the the legs. I'm, it's not looking good for me, but it's still fun. We have to figure out some sort of outcome for the loser, uh, what they have to do for the winner mm-hmm. or whatever. I'm not that far ahead of you right now. Francis is currently three legs ahead of me, but his honeymoon, he's going to knock out like 12 flights. Yeah, I think it's 11. Is it actually 11? Yeah. Can we, can we walk through them? Sure. Um... I have a leg to Doha, Qatar. No, excuse me. Let's back up. We're flying to Maine for the wedding. Then we're flying back from Maine. That that counts. Of course it does. But I I, I have those two, though. I'm flying to and from Maine as well. So let's just call that move. I hadn't... I, I'm just saying. I haven't like, counted those yet. I haven't either. No, of course I haven't. Yeah. I'm just saying. I have them up. I have them coming, too. So that puts us in the same place that we're currently All right, in. fine. So, so then flying from New York to Doha, Qatar... Okay. Then flying from Doha, Qatar to Nairobi, Kenya. Then we are flying from Nairobi out into the bush. Counts. Sure, sure we, does. We've discussed that even sort of like small private uh, aviation counts. Yeah. And don't get it twisted. That is not a luxurious private plane. It's a prop plane driven by a guy who's probably going to be drinking and wearing a straw hat. <laughs> I met a guy who survived a of crash or one of those uh yeah i this is the type of plane where that survival rate's fairly high i think on those is that right yeah not going wood. got it um okay da, so that's so out, into the the, bush out into the bush then from the bush back to nairobi bush back to nairobi nairobi to kigali kigali to johannesburg 
Johannesburg to Villanculos, Villanculos over to the island of Benguera, Benguera back to Villanculos, Villanculos, Johannesburg, Johannesburg home. It's 11. That's a lot. That's a lot. In two weeks. That's pretty good. Okay, so you're, I have, I will likely take five during that time, but I'll still be just so behind you now at this point. I'm taking, okay, I have, do you have any flights between now and your, and your wedding though? Mm, I don't think so. Okay. I'm going to, I'll be caught up. I'll, I'll actually be ahead of you going into your wedding. Wow. I have, I have a flight to and from DC. I have a flight to and from New Orleans, but then I'm fucked because you're. Got yeah, but you could catch me on the back stretch. I could catch you on the you, back stretch. You, you are so consistent. I'm pretty consistent. I um, plug, I plug away. Which is crazy because I thought I was going to crush you. You were crushing me earlier in the year. Yeah. I did catch up. Um, but this has been good. This is fun. I'm going to start telling, because we got some weddings in the fall, and I'm going to start telling Sierra that we need to not fly direct. <laughs> <laughs> that is, no, that's one of the rules, though. That's one of the member rules. No specifically picking shitty flights to try to win. Uh-huh. Agreed. You have, we Gentlemen's have to. agreement, yeah. We have to fly as we would. Uh-huh. Um, well, it's interesting. We're actually, fly- sorry, go ahead, Chris. Did you change your flight? I thought you were flying oh, to yeah, Paris. Oh, yeah, that's an update. We are. We changed. Wow. It was a big deliberation. Had there were to. three options. It was difficult, and he made the right call. Wow. Yeah, we're. we're uh, Is it, I think it's. Well, I don't know. It feels like that. I don't even know why I'm saying this, but what? the layover situation. Now you'll be fine, dude. Our our new flight situation 100%. is probably the thing <laughs> I'm looking forward to the most <laughs> in the entire honeymoon. Maybe even more than the wedding is our our flight to Africa. We are flying on Qatar Airways business class. That's pretty sick, man. In a Q suite. By the way, for the record, not trying to be an asshole here, it was way less expensive than I was expecting it to be. It was way less expensive than the uh, than the Delta flight. Uh, it was way less expensive than like American Airlines. It was it was a lot less expensive than a lot of a lot of other options, which were multiples of what this one was so we're doing that you know we had to i had canceled the whole round trip flight decided we had to do this wasn't that hard to convince myself this was the right way to go yeah once i saw the review of the q suite yeah but also i think like your parents talked you into it it sounds like well so we had this our original flight was into kenya but we had a one hour layover in paris which we talked about and everyone was like dude what are you doing you're never yeah. going to make that connection. It's with just the, like not worth it. With the way air travel is right now, Paris being what it is, Paris airport, like you're going to get crushed. And if that had happened, our whole honeymoon is fucked. Pretty much. Not, not, not fucked, fully, but, it but we miss a whole day, which means we're out a ton of money for missing that day. We have one less day of safari. You know, there's no refunds on like any of that stuff. We can't extend a day in Kenya. Because we'd lose a day in Rwanda. All this stuff, it, it needs to kind of go pretty well. So when that was out, <clears throat> the next option was to fly earlier from Boston to Kenya, which would have had us going, leaving on a 5.30 p.m. flight out of Boston, which would have meant that we would need to leave our wedding the, you know Sunday. There's going to be like a brunch During and stuff the brunch. like that. We would have been like the first people to leave our own wedding. Which would have been shitty. And then 
we would have taken off at 5.30 from Boston, land in Paris at midnight our time, six-hour layover until 6 a.m. our time in an airport, and then take the original second leg that we were supposed to be on on the way to Kenya. And that would have been a fucking nightmare. Like, just in terms of fatigue, the day after our wedding would have sucked. Would have sucked. So now we're flying back to New York, leaving from New York, going through Qatar. And I can't wait to... uh, It's going to be big. I can't wait to to experience that. It's going to be big. And the best part is... The best part is that that flight, the first leg of that flight to Qatar is 12 and a half hours, which means you can sleep for like seven or eight and still have five plus hours of enjoying the childness of that experience. Yeah. It's order food on demand. You can have dinner as many times as you want, whenever you want. That's sick. I'm going to have so many dinners. A lot of dinner. I'm going to have so many different dinners. There's nothing they can do. That's their policy. They continue to bring you dinner. Should have seen it coming. Should have capped the number of dinners you can eat. Yeah, I'd say that like that 12 at 12 is like the longest I can do without like starting to feel shitty. In theory. I think if you have a seat like this, you don't have any reason I've, I've to get done, off the plane. I, I know that. I'm saying I've I've never flown like that though. I'm saying like like even in a normal seat, like the I can handle that length. I've done that flight, and it is long, but it's like not too long. Mm-hmm. It's not that bad. Like it was long enough that I could try to sleep and like maybe succeed, but not unclear. Yeah. And then like like you said, enjoy the spoils because even coach and and Qatar is impressive. I had a flight back from Sydney to America that almost killed me. How long is that one? 16, 17? Yeah, it's like 15 and a half, 16. It's crazy. Flew to LA. Okay. And then, and then you know, you have a little layover in LA after this 16-hour flight or whatever. And then it's another six hours home. Mm. And uh, our flight, our, se- our second leg from LA to New York got delayed. And I, I'm, I remember... I had a, I was lying on the floor of the plane because they, it was just like, we weren't moving. People were like, we're going to be here for a while. Just get on and off the plane if you need to use that, whatever. So I just laid, I lay down on the floor of the plane because I was in like an exit row or something. So there were those metal fixed armrests in between the seats. So you couldn't lie across the seats. And I was on the floor of the plane sleeping. People were walking by being like, is he dead? <laughs> They're like a, a cabin pressure problem. We're on the ground. What's wrong with him? Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. Uh, dude, speaking of which, of like being tired, like there are some like there are nights where I'll be at a thing where I'm like supposed to be Essentially, I feel guilty tapping out. 
being like, I'm too tired. I need to leave right now. Whether or not it's a situation where I theoretically could, or maybe I shouldn't like either way. Uh, I really want to go, but I'm going to try. I'm like, I'm going to wait. I'm not going to call it. I'm going to wait until Hillary calls it mm. because you know, typically in our relationship, I'm the one that has the energy a lot of the time and she she's more likely to become tired. She likes naps. She, she can sleep. You she's know? the Francis of she's, your relationship. Yeah. And so when there's a night where she has energy, she's got the juice. I'm not going to rob her of that night. Like I'm going to stay, I'm going to be present. I'm going to have fun. And in those kind of nights, it's funny. Like, you know, when you're at a, I remember specifically we were at a bar in Italy and the bartenders were adding ice to the drinks using a, like a tong mm. and they were picking up one piece of ice at a time and putting it in. Mm-hmm. And there was a scooper. They're just so unfamiliar with ice that they continue to pick up one piece at a time. Wow. It's really bad. So the point being, it was taking forever to get a drink, but I was so happy about that because now I don't have to like dance and have energy or do anything. And I can burn 30 minutes of the 90 that I have left waiting to get these drinks. Wait, why did you have 90 left? I don't know. You're just saying that was the amount of time you decided you had to last until? No, I'm making ballpark assumptions at how long we could possibly last Uh until Hillary's like, should we go? Uh I'm like, yeah, if you want. Let me tell you something. That feeling, I experience that pretty much every single night that we go out. (laughs) Where I say, okay, what's my shot clock? How much time do I need to last before people won't be mad that I have I've said I'm gonna yeah. head home. Yeah. You know, what's my what's my quota? What do I have to hit where I've I've performed up to par for me? My recommendation is to get bogged down by some sort of errand during those times. That's a really good recommendation. Because keep that's that's what I'm saying. Oh, I'll go get you guys drinks and I'm just at the bar waiting for forty minutes and not even caring. Do we want to cut me? Go ahead. <laughs> We went to, the thing is, is that when I'm that tired and I'm not really enjoying where I am, I don't want to talk to anyone. Yeah, same. And so oftentimes I will just go find a place. When we went to, um, we, over the 4th of July, we went to a party and it was at a big place and it was. I bumped into someone on the street who saw you there, by the way. Interesting. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So we, we were at this big party. It was a really good time, but I was just super tired. We'd been, I think, playing golf and boozing all day. So I was pretty wrecked heading into it. And, uh. It was on the beach at this like beach club place. And at one point, you know, my whole crew was having a great time. There was a band dancing and I just had no energy. So I actually went out to the beach and uh, lay down on the beach. And then a security guard came out with a flashlight because he also thought I was dead. (laughs) I give off the impression that I've passed away, I think, more often than (laughs) I, I would think. He said, hey, buddy, you're right over there. Yeah, he, well, he probably thought I had like overdosed or was super fucked up, but I was, you know, totally fine, just looking up at the stars. And I had to be like, yes, I'm fine. Speak as articulately as possible. Right, right. You know, oh, I'm fine. I am fine. I'm not overserved. In no way do you need to remove me from this party <laughs> just because I've found a moment of peace and you just, sanctuary. You just start reciting the alphabet backwards yeah. unsolicited. <laughs> like over proving that I'm fine. Z-Y-X. But then I went back inside and I sat in the now abandoned dining area and fixed one of the rotating fans so that it would stop moving and just pointed it directly at myself hmm. and then sat without even looking at my phone for probably two hours. Where was everybody? On the dance floor. Oh. Uh, it was a wedding? 
It was like a big party. Okay. Interesting. And I had to, I, that's how long I had to last because we had a car coming to take us home at a certain time. Mm. And I was, you know, it was like being in school. Mm-hmm. It was like being in school the last week before summer vacation, <laughs> where every every ten minutes I would look, I would be like, "All right, I surely thirty five minutes have passed," and look at my phone and just realize it, it had only been eight minutes. You need to see it, dude. I just I'm, I feel bad for my friends and my fiance that I'm that guy, but man, I just have a tough time being social. Really. So, really so let me, me ask you this, dude. Maybe this is an obvious. Maybe this is there's an obvious answer. But then why go at all? Because that's what everyone. That's what the group is doing. But what? But the group. What do you mean the group? The friends that we're sharing a house with, that we're Got we're it. spending the whole so weekend just, with. Okay, okay. Sierra's excited that about. That was it. unclear to me. The biggest problem is that she really loves talking to people and being out and hanging right. out. So if you don't, then and I'm yeah I. If it were up to me, I'd, I'd probably never go out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, dude, I hope you know. Hopefully, you can uh, work on that. Do you do you, do you <laughs> like talking to people? Is that the aspect of it that you like? Yeah. Typically, I don't like being on my feet. It depends where I am. It depends what I'm doing. But like, if as as long as I, it's not hard for me to get in the mood to like socialize, and whether it's a party or you know going out to dinner with friends or whatever, like I'm. I'm usually up for it, um, and especially once the fucking cockies are flowing through the air. Yeah, sometimes um, it sometimes it the booze feels like cement. You guys are like day drinkers, right? Occasionally, not yeah, often. I can't even do. I can't do that. So then there you go. You I, never I drink don't during do the day. Nope. And if people start giving me shit, I'm like, "Are you fucking serious? Are you seriously peer pressuring me? Oh, you're not gonna." Right. I'm sorry that you can't have fun unless I'm doing something. Yeah, you bring that up? Yes. You call them out that yes. hard? Yes. Good Don't, for you. I hate that. I hate, oh, come on. I thought, what did you think? Why, did you, why would you think that? Because you're a fucking loser who Maybe doesn't have a mind of his own? Maybe because you had 14 cocktails the night before. <laughs> yeah, but I probably wasn't with them when I was doing that. And if I were, fine. But like, dude, yeah. No, I call people out if they, if they try to peer pressure. That's me. good. Yeah, I don't yeah. know that I have the gumption to do that. Yeah, nope. That's, I'm not doing that's it. going straight for the jugular. I'm going to get sick because of you, because you want to have more fun. What are you, five fucking years old? Have so, fun on your own, dude. So you purposefully bide, you store your energy knowing that your night will be more fun if you do so. No, I don't. I'm not like a. I, I unfortunately am not that good at that. Like, oh, if I don't do this now, later it'll be. I just do it. Anyway, I just don't like drinking during the day. I, I literally get sick from it. I just feel like shit. Wow. Yeah. Good for you, man. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. It's weird. I've, I, I used to hate day drinking. I hate it. I, and now I've actually gotten more into it because it just means that you can end your day earlier. No, Hill, Hill Dog likes it. Hill and she would agree with you. Yeah. But still, yeah. I like this whole thing of like, oh, you should have done it then because then you would have been able to do this. Like lightning doesn't always strike for me like that, dude. Like sometimes when the fucking, you know, when the water's flowing, I go swimming. If that makes sense. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like some days, like I'm working at a weird time mm-hmm. and Hillary will be like, why are you working now? And I'll be like, because that's when I'm working. I just don't know how else to, yeah. I'm too like, not, I'm like not easy. I don't focus that easily. Mm-hmm. And of course I can force myself to, but when I'm in the zone, got to let her rip. Yeah. You know, love it. 
Yeah. Good to each different strokes for different folks. Different strokes for different folks, dude. Going into Labor Day, I'm excited to have a last hurrah. Have some delicious cockersons. I'm gonna fire me up a Lago di Comos. Lago di Comos, which is the famous take on the Negroni beverage, but with tequila. Yeah, our favorite tequila made by the legends over at Comos. Guys, this stuff is primo. This stuff pops. Yeah, yo. This ain't no middle-of-the-road, bad sludge tequila. This is the real deal. This wasn't made in the back of a car. No, it was very much not. Uh, This is really fine tequila. It is absolutely delicious. We love firing up some spicy margs, some Lago de Comos. Even great for the lime shard situation. And to be honest, a really good tequila is the best tequila for the lime shard situation. That's right. That's right. Because you don't need anything else with the tequila other than the tequila when the tequila is this good. Yeah, that's it. Let let whatever's left of your previous beverage float around in the freshie. And that's <laughs> that's going to be exactly the way to enhance the delicious, pure, premier taste of this fine luxury tequila. Totally. Our, so our discount will last until September 24th. This is a great gift for tequila lovers. Mm-hmm. It comes in a custom-made, uh, very Ceramic. fancy handcrafted glazed ceramic porcelain bottle meant to be upcycled and cherished great for gifting yeah you put that thing on your drink cart and display it people will come over and think my god this person has taste man this guy's cool yeah (laughs) but it's true it really like complements your fine bottle collection quite well Mm -hmm. um which hopefully you have and you're adding things too because the comos is absolutely delicious and really adds the way that they make it is unique which was so interesting to me before we started working with them. I actually didn't realize the nuances of the barreling process and that stuff. The mm-hmm. Añejo Cristalino is aged in beautiful white wine barrels from Napa Valley for at least one year, not whiskey barrels like most tequilas, making it taste lighter and smoother. Francis. Ooh-wee. After it's aged in the wine bar- after it's aged in the wine barrels, it's also dripped through charcoal to remove all impurities, leaving it crystal clear and perfectly smooth. This reminds me of some like Giro level process yeah yeah of creating fine and delicious things go to comos.com slash oops right now all of our tequila cocktail recipes are right there and you will also have a link where you can buy the delicious comos tequila you will receive 10 percent off of your order with promo code oops so again go to comos.com slash oops use promo code oops at checkout to get 10 percent off you need some comos in your life go get it recommendation uh there's another woodstock 99 documentary yeah. Uh, which is insane because there was just one that came out that was very good. This is almost like the Firefest docs. Right. It came out at the same time. Um, and the, you are right over there? Yeah, sorry. Oh, okay. I, I don't I don't like to yawn into the microphone. Oh, I thought you had and died, also, actually. Francis, also, <laughs> Francis was keeled not over the first, in the seat. Not the first one. Mm-hmm. So sorry, keep going. No, no, you're good. Um, there's a new one. It's It's pretty good. I think I like the HBO one better. However, it's interesting to see how you have to remember, we were talking about this before we started recording, but like when someone, when you're being told a story, whether it's news or whether it's anything, like you kind of got to remember that you're not hearing the entire story, period. It's not even about the specific news story, but there's just no way to tell every aspect of something in a little video. Mm-hmm. It's not possible. So it's interesting to watch this documentary and hear all these new storylines. And I'm sure there are tons more, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And in a way, it, it takes sort of different sides of, of things that seemed like pretty concrete arguments 
And it's an interesting exercise in kind of exploring different angles of the same thing. It's a really good point. And in addition, you often have to remember that a lot of documentary filmmakers have chosen their subject because they have strong feelings about it, um, which may mean that they are presenting their facts or their research in a in a certain order so as to prove the point that they believe they've reached, right? Yes. And I think about um, what made Serial. Did you ever listen to Serial? I did. The first one? I did. Well, what made it so good was that that woman, the journalist, was kind of discovering the whole case in real time. Has and anyone her, ever had a hotter voice, by the way? Yeah, she was great. <laughs> good God. Her... <laughs> she changed her mind so many times yeah and it was like okay this feels fair it was really she good. was just it seemed like she was open-minded throughout the process by the way do you think he did it kind of yeah i do too it appears as time has gone on that maybe I, who knows uh but yeah i kind of feel like then, yeah dude that started an entire genre it sure did of like it's it's amazing when something is such a hit that it changes the trajectory of popular culture mm-hmm yeah. Then then they did um the one that was about the fuck I can't even remember. Oh, the the like Stephen Avery? Yeah. Yeah. What's that, that one? That one. What? Ryan, we need that probably Stephen now. And, Stephen Avery and his making a murderer. murderer. Yeah. yeah. That that one was interesting where I watched it and I remember thinking what a what a miscarriage of justice! How could he ever have been found guilty? This is crazy. And then a friend of mine, who watches, is a huge true crime fan. He was like, "Yeah, Brendan Dassey should never have been in you know in trouble for that." But that other guy, Steve Neighbor, he definitely murdered her. And hearing him say it, I was like, "Oh, right." And ever since then, that has just been now what I think. Right, right. Simply because he said it with so much conviction. Brendan got out eventually, right? Or no? Did he? I'm not sure. We'll get it. Um, but then, but Stephen Avery, yeah, I, I remember thinking like, oh, am, did I just totally miss that? Did I get that wrong? Yeah. And because the, the filmmakers certainly presented it. Now, I also think it's possible, by the way, for someone to have committed a crime or whatever, but for the, that they should not necessarily be convicted and what well because they're just you know the burden of proof being on the state all of that guilty beyond reasonable doubt there were so many question marks certainly Mm. in that case um that i felt like you know i felt like he shouldn't have been convicted and that the fact that he was was not right Mm. even if it is proven at some point. This is going to sound controversial. For me, the O.J. Simpson trial upheld our our judicial system in a weird way. Uh, maybe that's a really hot take, but it's like they didn't prove beyond a reasonable doubt that he had done it. Mm. And it gives me faith, weirdly. I'd much rather... This is fucked. I'd much rather that a guilty person get off than an innocent innocent person get convicted. That's fair. That's fine. That's not that controversial. I think that that make that that's better. I mean, they're neither of them are good, but 
obviously like yeah like not having enough proof to convict somebody is better than just throwing your in jail who definitely didn't yeah or someone getting the death penalty it just makes you feel less safe as a person in the society true um the one thing i I didn't like about making a murderer and the problem with the genre in general is the amount of story where there's no there's no resolution and no or no answer which is why the jinx is the best one yeah i can leave it at that Jinx, Jinx was the first one I watched. Jinx is the best one. Instantly, just it's like um, spellbinding. Serial was frustrating because there was no resolution. Most of them, there's like no resolution at the end. Yeah. Uh, so it made me kind of be like, all right. Did you see the staircase? Didn't watch it. Probably not. They made a they made a dramatized. I know the story. You know, mini series about it, featuring Colin Firth that actually people said was really good, but I had watched it was it was too many episodes. As was making a murder. Mm. Too many episodes. Yeah, I don't. I don't I, you know, once you go beyond like three or four, yeah, and it's a lot of courtroom scenes, mm-hmm. it starts to drag. Typically, yeah, totally. Um, but anyway, the HBO or sorry, the Netflix things, interesting. I don't know. Uh, Woodstock '99 is such one of my favorite topics. Yeah, yeah, that one. Um, pretty wild that even that recently, you know. It was just lawless. The scene—I haven't seen the new one, but the the HBO, the one that was the earlier one, mm-hmm. was that HBO? Mm-hmm. The scene where I think it's Limp Biscuit coming out and doing break stuff, yeah, yeah, and they show the just or the sea of bodies, yeah, shirtless, hot bodies swaying, and it's pretty scary. Yeah, yeah. I found it kind of scary. I would not Weird. have wanted to have been there. Yeah, a lot when we talked about it, I remember saying how Hill Dog braced herself when during that that and also her being confused by fred Vidur's voice really he's he, 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 it's just one of those days she was like what is that that's the Can 90s explain that to me what that's what that? that is it's the 90s i used to love limpus i did too i did too I'm like chocolate chump, starfish and hey. those ch- hot dog flavored water big album big, big album. album sure was um dude one thing i hate in music videos so much is like they'll be the the part of the song where the person is just like it's the hardest part of the song like best verse whatever and they don't show the person rapping it how are you not like they'll just show him like dancing off beat from some other scene where mm. they decided they were going to use it like can we have everything happening being to the beat of the song first of all and secondly i want to see the guy rapping the good part is that you li- wrong you like to see it absolutely yeah how are you not going to show me why do you like it because it's because it's, it's highlighting what's good about that part Oh, you're spitting, dude. I want to see you spitting. Yeah, None spit. of this bullshit. Give it the spit. You know? Yeah. None of this BS. No more. Um, I'm excited to see Bad Bunny in concert, though. When's that? Uh, it's like earlier. I believe it's the week of the week of your wedding, but not the weekend, obviously, wow. because his New York show is actually the same day as your wedding. Don't get I'm too going, tired. Which is why I'm going, dude. I'm good. Which is why I'm going elsewhere. Nice. No. Are you packing? Rule of Feds joggers for your Q Suites flight. What kind of to Qatar? What kind of dumb question is that? <laughs> what kind of silly question is that? That's like me saying, "Hey, Julio, um, do you know when Bad Bunny's gonna be around?" All right, man. Cool. Like, just chill. <laughs> good choice. Chill out. Dude. Good choice with that tone. <laughs> uh, guys, we love Rule of Threads. Clean, premium menswear basics. Huge new drop. Yeah, they're- the big tees, man. They're really, really sick. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's amazing, actually. I I was wearing mine in the house the other day. 
And Hillary goes, thank God you finally have a new black T-shirt. Wow. Because she said that my other black T-shirts have now been worn so many times that they've faded into sort of a charcoal. And I said, what's wrong with charcoal? I thought we liked charcoal. Charcoal fall, falls within the monochromatic palette that you forced, that you've hoisted upon me. <laughs> uh, what's wrong with a goddamn charcoal shirt? I faded into charcoal. <laughs> <But> now, <laughs> That's exactly the color now I have, that black fades into. Now I have a big black tee <laughs> that looks sick on me from Rule of Threads. Yeah. And, you know, I've been eating like a good boy all summer. That's right. So slightly bigger tee. I'm really enjoying it. I'm not feeling self-conscious about my little tummy or my little titties. That's right. Because the- now I'm wearing a loose tee that still makes me look muscular, even though I'm not. And that's the beauty of rule of threads. These are tees that are so black that you will win any game of uh, hide and go seek, provided there's a, a, there's little enough light. <laughs> no one will see you. No one will. No see one you. will see you. No one will be like, I can see that guy. Clearly, his shirt's made of charcoal. <laughs> no, they'll the be like charcoal outline of that very <laughs> obvious human being hiding behind that grandfather clock. What'll actually happen is they'll only see your floating head and be scared and quit the game, Ooh, and you will then have won. Yeah, hide and go seek. Sponsored by Rule of Threads. That's it. Every game of hide and go seek should be <laughs> sponsored, sponsored by, by, Rule, by of Rule of Threads. Threads. Guys, you can get <laughs> some clean, premium menswear hide and go seek basics at ruleofthreads.com. Promo code oops. That'll get you 15% off your order. Don't delay. Big new drop. Tons of new products. Ruleofthreads.com. Promo code oops. I, I, I did a show in, uh, in Red Bank, New Jersey. How was it? So, um, that's where I was born, mm-hmm. and we lived there until I was four. Yeah, four years old. And people said, "Well, then you don't remember anything." No, that's not true. I started having memories when I was three. I think <laughs> I remember things from being three years old. I remember riding on the back of my my dad's. He had a bicycle that had a child seat on the back, and I would they would stuff me into it. I was too big for it. <laughs> And the plastic edges of the leg holes would carve into my thighs. It's amazing that you remember that. I remember that and being uncomfortable. But we would we would take the bike down to the little toy store when I had you know lost a tooth or something. I don't even know what. Maybe I didn't lose teeth yet. But occasionally they would let me pick out a Matchbox car. You know Matchbox cars? Of course. Yeah, they were really cool. I used to line them all up. So I'd buy Matchbox cars just one at a time. One every couple of weeks, probably. Run errands. We'd go to the post post office to get stamps. And at the post office, they also had blueberry gum. Nice. And I would get a piece of blueberry gum. You get it for gum. free? They have a little bowl? Yeah. Where you might, now might find a chew? Oh, I could use a chew. <laughs> use probably, a chew. That's probably why I'm so tired. A little B12? No chews today. So we'd do that with the bike. Then, then, man, we would go sledding. Sledding down this really unsafe hill. <laughs> that had a lot of spindly trees that you kind of had to dodge, but you had You're no like... control because we'd be in saucers. <laughs> um, I remember all of that, and of course, I remember we had a we had a nanny because both my parents were working, um, and she was from England. She was amazing, and uh, she came to my show last night. No way! Yeah, that's wild. That this was you know thirty years later. That's crazy. I've seen her since, but very every 10 years or so. She came to my first headlining show ever, which was at Caroline's. When, when was that? That was 2016. I haven't seen her since then. Breakout this, Artist Series? Yeah. yeah. Maybe it was 2017. 
and so I hadn't seen her since then. She brought her kids. We're all, you know, 19, 20 now. Amazing. Crazy. Surreal. Wow, man. And uh, I wonder if it's weirder for her or weirder for me to to see her after all this time. But having, you know, seeing her uh, in Red Bank, where where we knew each other from, was, I had this, I had this weird sense of homecoming. Mm-hmm. I, it was so strange. It probably felt similar to how Dev Patel feels at the end of the great movie Lion. Oh, wow. It's a good movie. When he goes back to the place mm-hmm. where he was born. Mm-hmm. And things are just vaguely familiar. Right, right. So much has changed. No, it isn't. I know the feeling, actually. It's like when I I would go visit my grandparents in Italy kind of infrequently enough that every time I went back, it was like my senses sort of triggered memories, smells that I, that were so familiar yet so unfamiliar. And like mm-hmm. the space mm-hmm. sort of as I remembered it, but it, be, it became such a faint memory at one point where right. I'm kind of like, oh, wow. Like, you know, it's interesting. They say that uh, scent is the strongest sense tied to memory. And I know that because I remember it was once featured on a deodorant commercial, which makes me think that whoever remembers me from this period of my life is going to fucking hate me because none of the deodorants are working at all. I stink. Stress, stinky stress. I smell bad. I hate to say it. Yeah, I hate to smell it. Um, so speaking of which, so our, this is an interesting situation. So... We rent our apartment from someone who owns it. I believe similar to your situation. Yeah. Um, and it's fairly clearly stated in our agreement that the land, quote, landlord, let's just call him for the sake of this, is responsible for, you know, if appliances break in a way that isn't us being negligent, he's responsible to fix them. Mm-hmm. Somehow he thinks now that that's not the case. <laughs> um, our refrigerator has, it does not work right now. It has stopped working. Um, we came back from the weekend and the refrigerator was hot. It was literally hot. Inside. Oh God, that yeah. sucks. Did it's you have a lot of stuff in there? Yeah. Threw it all out. All good. Anything that needed to be thrown out, thrown out, all good, whatever. But then he, we uh, put in a maintenance request to the building and he emailed us. He only emails Hillary directly for some reason. I don't think he means to, but he does. Uh, mm-hmm. He's kind of older, older gentleman. Being like, oh, per our agreement, um, I thought that you guys were responsible for that. Whatever. We haven't replied yet. Uh, but we had somebody look over our lease and they're like, it's fairly certain, fairly clear that he's the one responsible for totally. this. Um, but it's been understood that like, we're not going to, he's going to try to sell it after this lease, the second year of our lease is up mm-hmm. and we're going to move. However, we're like, is there anywhere where we can sort of use the refrigerator as a bargaining chip for like extending the lease? Like, what do you think? Mm. Like what's the, cause I mean, I don't even think it's worth the risk on your behalf. Yeah. I, I've I've had the same issue. I've had the same thought where it's okay. Something's wrong that needs fixing. By bringing it to our owner's attention, are we therefore making him think that we're more difficult tenants, and he'll be less likely to be lenient on the rent increase when we renegotiate our lease? Mm-hmm. Or you know yeah like should we take this one or something right so the, so in this specifically in this situation though it's like is there like first of all he's supposed to be fixing the fridge fucking 100 percent. so like it shouldn't matter you know but somehow if he's just a stubborn older guy he's been very lovely so far he's actually a really nice person and fair 
I think he just maybe doesn't realize or something. He's dead wrong. This is your Tesla key. Oh gosh, thanks. Um, I just found it in my chair. I don't know. Um, needed that. But dude, so <laughs> I'm wondering. <laughs> Did not know where that was. Really? That's hilarious. <laughs> I just am wondering, like, been kind of a problem. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad we found yeah. it. Um. So, but yeah. So if we're like, hey, listen, like the agreement pretty clearly states that you're supposed to fix the fridge. Um, sorry, sorry that you just bought this a few years ago. Like, has nothing to do with us, unfortunately. So, do what you want. Blah blah blah. Whatever. Um, somehow is like, oh, he's gonna be like, you know what? Fuck them. I don't, I don't know. It's stupid. Like, it it, it should be separate. It doesn't things, right? matter. It doesn't yeah, matter. It doesn't it's matter. also something. It's also an appliance where it's so unlikely that you guys did something to break it. No, we very you don't, clearly people did not, don't yeah. break fridges. Yeah. What, what would you be doing? Opening the door and using it as some kind of percussion percussion instrument? Dude, and we barely use like, it. Like you know, <laughs> bang, 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 bang. I like stomp. Yeah, like I, 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 I'm trying to think. I don't know what, um, what, what human error could <laughs> could cause a broken refrigerator. We definitely didn't do it. Other than that. leaving the door open for too long, but even that wouldn't bust the fridge i think it would i think it would ruin your food inside yeah which it did um but whatever but if a fridge just short circuits it shorts out it dies so but this is the thing the fridge still is on the light still works it's still but but it's not cold so the super came in and he was like and then my uncle who's like pretty handy he's like dude you're probably fucked like you probably need to get a new one but, yeah. Or you could replace the whatever orator. I forget how that started. Carburetor, the frigi- carbonator. The refrigerator? No, there's some like piece inside it. Because the whole thing is called the refrigerator. I'm aware, I'm aware. But then if there also is a smaller part that's called the refrigerator. <laughs> no, there's so, uh, something else. If you want to get really picky, there's also just the fridge. <laughs> I thought that was just a nickname. Uh, I think it's a part. <laughs> the fridge is within the refrigerator. <laughs> anyway... The it's not cold and we and like how much are refrigerators co- do they cost anyway if it's like not a sub zero or something if it's like a normal refrigerator not much you go for a thousand bucks right way less really i think so ryan will figure it out um okay well yeah like i, I don't want to turn into this couple that just like takes it on the chin like we're gonna fight we're i'm fighting as this. you must i'm fighting this because I, as soon as you give in on something like this then he's got you yeah, sorry. The sweet sorry. old man has sorry got you the by the balls. Uh, but we're we were intending to suggest that we'd be willing to pay a significant rent increase if you were to let us stay. Um, that even shouldn't has, oh, this, yeah. separately. Separately, we want I, she, Hillary seems like she really wants to stay, and I think that I ultimately will land that to that same conclusion. I just don't think about this stuff that far in advance. Which I'm thank God she's there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and you should wait. By the way. What do you mean? Wait before you bring that up. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Because um, right now rent is as high as it's ever been. True, but also interest rates are pretty high, so it's hard to sell an apartment, which is his plan. So in a way, it could actually be advantageous for us to be like, hey, we know the interest rates are really high and it might be hard to sell your apartment. Um, if, if, you know, not that we're even talking yeah, about Yeah, but I don't, think, I, don't think, I don't think interest rates are going down anytime soon. I don't think the sales market is about to get hot again. That's what I'm saying. That's my point. So it's only going to get worse, That's which means that if you were to wait six months to hope that the rental market drops, the sales market will not have picked up so much by that time. 
that uh, he can be like, all right, fine, buy. I'm selling it. But you, is that what they're thinking is going to happen? The rental market's going to drop. I know the rental market's been. It's hot. not. I don't even know if anyone's saying that. It just doesn't. It doesn't seem like it can get any worse than it already is. Famous last words, but, but yeah, yeah. it's but as I've, bad as it's ever been. So, but we meant, but we didn't. weren't talking about that though. Just, just the sale situation. Since his his intention is to sell the apartment, there's a lot of things working against him. There's a ton of fucking scaffolding on the building. There are homeless shelters popping up left and right, hoping for more of them. Bring them on, <laughs> dude. Homeless shelter, honestly, like those guys. A lot of these poor guys, they they have canes, like they can. They're not a threat. I mean, this guy. What's this uh, guy you ever with? seen one of those canes that has? You pull the hook out, and it's actually a knife. <laughs> I don't think these guys could win. No, they might. Thing. They might be. This group, this bunch is a pretty timid bunch next to us. Mm. Man, I had a delicious iced Brooklyn Roasting Company Oops Beans coffee this morning. You man. know what? Lucky you, because I ran out of my Oops Beans, which meant that I had to go out and get a coffee, and as I was drinking it, I was mad. It sucks. It was so much <laughs> inferior. It was so inferior to our coffee, and I haven't had that experience in a long time. Yeah, because I have I'm so consistent about drinking our oops beans. I want a double shot, extra shot, iced oat milk latte using the oops beans espresso uh, from in a mason jar. Mason jar alert. Throw that mason jar in a freezer overnight, by the way. Oh, baby. Treat yourself. Baby, baby. Uh, From Brooklyn Roasting Company, the finest roasters in the game. Dude, when you smell Brooklyn Roasting Company coffee brewing in your apartment, your apartment smells like sophistication. That's right. Smell sophisticated. You think to yourself, I did try in school. Yep. I have read enough books. I have facts to share. I'm not a surface level guy. No. I dig beneath. A person of depth and scholarship. Yep. And a man who's who's been described as a man with a thirst for knowledge. That's it. You wouldn't know just talking to him for two minutes, but if you spent five, you'd say, wow, he's an onion. Yep. And also, you would, you'd be able to overcome the fact that he smells like an onion because of how stressed out he is. <laughs> and the, <laughs> the smell of Brooklyn Roasting Company will overpower any body odor. I'm going to start grinding up some Brooklyn Roasting Oops Beans and rubbing it under my armpits. <laughs> now you're talking. Make people like me a lot more. <laughs> Guys, get our coffee. We love it. It's delicious. Uh, go to brooklynroasting.com. Use promo code Oops Beans. That's 5% off. Brooklyn Roasting Company. Brooklynroasting.com. Oops Beans. 5% off. Well, dude, speaking of apartment matters, which I, uh, you know, have dealt with a lot of sort of noisiness from upstairs. Our neighbors are quite nice, fortunately, and we can kind of be loud and people can't hear us. So there's good things too. But this is about uh, noise in the building. We received an email and it's pretty actually nuanced and interesting. So hmm. we think you guys will enjoy it. Mystery note from neighbor. Hello, G. Fran, Chris and Ryan. G. Fran, Chris and Ryan. G. Frank, Chris, and Ryan. Um, I'm, he actually wrote that three times. No, he didn't. Um, I'm, writing because, <laughs> I'm writing because I'm in a predicament that is all too common amongst apartment living folk. My girlfriend and I moved into our apartment four months ago, and things have been going well. There's one issue, a very loud neighbor. The neighbor, floor three, that lives above me on floor two, is extremely loud. And not loud in the sense that he listens to loud music or watches TV at an insane level. By loud, I mean that he sounds like he is doing medicine ball throws on the floor at 6 a.m. and 1 a.m. It's insane. I thought when we moved in, it would pass eventually, but it has persisted, and I have no idea what he would be doing that would be that loud. (laughs) I had gotten used to it, and it rarely actually bothers me anymore. However, we just had some new neighbors move in, 
And what do you know? A letter shows up on my door. It reads, would you please not slam boxes or whatever that you do, uh, whatever you do, those impact sounds, especially early in the morning. Thanks. I decided to... Wait, so this the person who sent them a letter thinks that they are the ones doing it? Yeah. Are they below them? They're on the same floor. Maybe it's something in the building. Wait, wait, hold on a second. So, okay. They the, know that the person over their head is the one that's making don't the noise. Know. He knows that. The new neighbors think that it's him for some reason. They're his. They're adjacent neighbors. Correct. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's odd, right? I decided to knock on the door of the neighbors below. People uh, have really bad echolocation. Yeah, seriously. I decided to knock on the door of the neighbors below us to see if they left the note, right? Which, oh, okay, sorry. If I, so maybe it's, okay, it's not clear at this point where these neighbors are from. I knocked on the door of the neighbors below us uh, to see if they left the note, and they said that they had not and don't hear any noises. This led me to believe that it has to be the new people adjacent to us, to Francis' point before, who could reasonably hear the banging as well, even though they are not beneath him. I want to knock on the new neighbor's door to provide some clarification, but I'm also annoyed that someone would leave this uh, would leave this note without saying which apartment they are in or anything. My question is this. Is it my responsibility to confront the guy upstairs making all the noise, or since I've gotten used to it, should I just ignore the note because it's clearly incorrectly directed at me? I don't want to be blamed for the loudness, but it's also not my job to corral this guy's noise. Uh, you chose to live in an apartment complex. This comes with the territory. There's a third option. Here's the note. Which is that he tells the adjacent neighbor, yo, dude, it's not us. It's the guy over our head. As Francis would say, that's, that's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> Bingo. That's what you have to do. Because <laughs> clearly, your adjacent new neighbor has the, uh, the will to confront whoever's making the noise about it. You have that proof in your hand with the note he mistakenly gave to you. Right. So give it... Give him the point, point the dog in the right direction. Yes. Point the bloodhound onto the proper scent. Let him go deal with the neighbor. You've won. To me, this is the only option also. Those yeah. other two, why? This shouldn't make you confront the neighbor. If you're used to it, who gives a shit? Don't deal with it. And yeah, you should let them know that it's not you because you don't need that hostility. Yeah, this is great. You're getting someone else to fight your battle for you. Yeah. What a phenomenal turn of events. This is quite good. But again, pretty bad hearing from the adjacent neighbor. Yeah. And also really bad approach to dealing with it. The anonymous note, it's just like such a pussy. Dude, we got mood, that dude. too, man. I, I, I'm telling you, these people, soft, cowards. Soft. Cowards. Soft, bro. And honestly, like, dude, and yeah, you got to be a little bit of a community player if you're willing to live in an apartment building. Like, we have a neighbor who's almost never there. He's like super cool. Um, I don't know. Maybe super cool is maybe the way I would describe him. Actually, he's not not cool. <laughs> he may he may be super cool. Uh -huh. We don't really talk that much, and we've had a couple like awkward interactions where like I was moving his clothes and being like, "Who are all guys here?" Right? Uh -huh. Hillary goes, "You said that." I was like, "Yeah, I don't know. What was I supposed to fucking? I don't know." He forgot his shit in there, uh, and he's he's just kind of quiet, keeps to himself. He's never he's rarely even there. One Tuesday night, he had a fucking rager. We're not gonna be we're not gonna be dicks about that. Have fun like boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Like 136 BPM fucking trance music, dude. Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, dude, whatever's going on wow. here, you guys have fun. Like, <laughs> but whatever. We let him have it. And uh we let him have that one, and that's it. You know, you take you win some, you lose some, but there's no need for these new fucking neighbors to 
Right. Uh, and you can even, I know it's awkward to be like, hey, did you leave this shitty note? You can just be like, hey, guys, uh, I wasn't sure if you guys left a note about the noise. Um, but whether or not you did or didn't, and at that point, they'll be like, oh, no, it was us. Like, sorry. We just, and you'd be like, yeah, no, totally. Uh, it's actually not me. It's the people upstairs. Mm. So why don't we kill him together? <laughs> <laughs> let's do, come on, let's, let's join forces and yeah. murder him. Yeah. You guys will bond over it. You will. But weirdly, I, I don't know that he's someone you want to bond with. That's the, the tell bit. Yeah. Oh, is it? No, he says there's a difference between a friend and a best friend. Best friend helps you move. A best friend helps you move a body. Oh, I like that. I like that. Very cheeky. Quite That's great. Cheeky. Um, so yeah. So dude, have you guys started thinking about what you're going to do when your lease ends? Us? Yeah. Um, I'm just waiting, waiting for them to tell me the new number and then waiting for us to start calling moving companies. Yeah. We are not going to have any choice. Yeah. Yeah. I just fully expect it to be a such an enormous the you know the GDP of Dallas North State. Korea increase in our rent at which point we'll just say we had a good run. We're prepared for it. Yeah. We're not sad. We're trying to just drink in these last few months. Boy, it went quickly though. You get used to it. You know cuz you Two years is not a long time. You take a, it takes you a full year yeah. to like really move into your place. Yeah. Set everything up. So you're only enjoying it for about 6 or 7 month, months before you start to feel the end coming. Yep. And then and then the sad part is even if we did extend another year we would that's not so much more time as to be able to enjoy it without thinking about the next end. Right, right, right. The only, it's a bad cycle of thinking. The only way to truly enjoy it is if we were to extend for another two years. Yes. Yes. Because then we would say, wow, we've got a ton of time. Yeah. Wow, we're going to be here forever. Yeah. Which would be really nice. Yeah, I'm not that, like, I am not super concerned about it. Like, I know we're definitely, we love our apartment, but I'm not, I don't think I'm attached to it necessarily the way that Hillary is. But I do really like it. And I have great memories there. The same way that I had great memories in her old apartment that I used to spend so much time in. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm not that freaked out about the idea of having to move if it if it ends up being that way. You You're know? very mobile. Yeah, I know that about you. Yeah, I can handle being in a new spot. Mm-hmm. Moving moving sucks, but it doesn't suck as much as you think it's gonna. Yeah, you know, true. Especially if you have a company doing it for you and shit. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp. Uh, dude, it's amazing this movement to sort of therapy options that are online. BetterHelp is a great company uh, that handles that for you. And because, dude, it can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem solving mode, man, when faced with challenges in life, all of the anxieties that come along with everything, and having a good sound therapy option really can be helpful. Lord knows, uh, my God, my my therapist chose the worst time to go on vacation. You know, <laughs> heading into my wedding, all this crazy stuff. I've just been so stressed. I've been focusing on all the the issues instead of the happiness of it all. And thank God uh, we got this sponsorship and we did because it turned me right on to BetterHelp. I started using it and it's been an absolute incredible way to help me organize my thoughts and think better about the way that I'm heading into all these massive life moments. Totally, man. It's great to hear, by the way. Right. 
Uh, you know, if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. You match with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and switch therapists anytime. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash oops today to get 10% off of your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash oops. You got any uh, emails? Yeah, we can do one more. This one's called My Girlfriend's Changing Appearance, Not Weight Related. Mm. Um, dear boys, love the pod. Had a great time at the live show. Uh, put the ass kissing aside because there's a lot to unpack here. Love it. I have a question uh, building off the recent theme. So this, is, this email is from a little, bit, a little bit ago, if you guys haven't gathered. Uh, sometimes it takes us a while to get through some of these because we just have so much to talk about. Uh, we had talked about at one point, kind of controversially, what uh, would be an acceptable what you expect of your partner as far as like maintaining their appearance. We can kind of leave it at that. Um, anyway, he goes, I have a question building off the recent theme about your partner changing their appearance, but it's not related to weight or body image. I thought it might provide a new angle to discuss this. Some background, my girlfriend and I have been dating five years and are in our early twenties. We started dating in high school. I also got one tattoo about two years into our relationship, which my girlfriend supported, but was, it was sort of an impulse decision. Mm. Ever since I've known my girlfriend, she has been terrified of getting a tattoo. Whenever tattoos came up in the conversation, she'd say, I get this or that, but only if they invented some new needle-less tattoo. Mm. I had always seemed 100% off the table. That is until three months ago. She finally booked the appointment to get the tattoo she had always wanted. I recognized this was a big step for her in overcoming her fears, so I was very supportive of this. She'd also explain the specific design, its meaning to me, uh, dozens of times as a hypothetical, so I knew what to expect. It went well, and she was shocked by how little it hurt, how little it scared her. Skip forward to today, and she now has gotten four more tattoos. Oh, my God. All essentially with no warning or heads up to me. None of them really look bad or make her less attractive. I found this 100, I've just found this 180-degree turn to be disorienting and a little shocking. Mm -hmm. Additionally, it's gotten to the point where I almost feel like she's trying to hide them from me. Like Twice now, there have been sort of white lie or half-truth situations where she omitted that she was getting a tattoo when she was. Neither were quite lying or denial, but both gave me the vibes that she was hiding it from me. Uh, once, she, once when she mentioned she was with, okay, once she mentioned she was with a friend going to a tattoo parlor, I asked if they were getting matching tattoos. She said no, but didn't mention that she was getting her own unrelated tattoo. The second time, the same friend mentioned to me uh, alone that they were talking about getting another tattoo. I, without mentioning her friend, had sorry, I, without mentioning her friend had told me this, asked if she had any more plans to get tattooed. She answered, not really, at least not yet, but then got a tattoo with that friend within two weeks. So whatever. I can't imagine her motivation for these sort of white lies. Maybe she thinks I would tell her not to beforehand or something. How should I bring this up to her? I think the tattoos are all attractive, pleasant, etc. Should I not, should I just not bring it up? I don't think they're unattractive and actually think tattoos are hot. They've just never been uh, sort of the style my girlfriend has had in the five years we've been together. Any advice is appreciated. I want to hear your take first. So, you know, these are young people and, you know, you change a lot when you're young. You start finding out new things, learning about yourself, whatever. And sometimes that can be difficult for a relationship, a relationship that was forged young in life. Uh, and it's quite possible that you can change to the point where you no longer have anything in common with the person that you're dating. So that's what can make that thing so disorienting. So I, I completely understand what he's saying. He's like, why am I just like not included in this process? 
And to me, it's almost like do do her and this like friend are they going to start dating? Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Why is she lying about it? It's so weird. And maybe it maybe that's all it'll take. You'd be like, by the way, like I like your tattoos. Like it's it's weird that you sort yeah. of lie about it. You yeah. tell me, right? Unless you just don't want me to be a part of it. Um, yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's a good point. I think that's a very good point. Maybe I don't know why she thinks that he's not supportive, right? But if he clarifies yeah. that, and then her behavior continues, where he says these questions and then she isn't, you know truthful or something then for me that is kind of a problem yeah. because at that point it's just like very either impulsive or dishonest behavior and it could be indicative of like a, a broader a trend, change in right. her behavior. psyche right. for me i think the relationship is over <laughs> Re- either way yeah let us know it's been a few months since this email came in let us know if you guys are doing all right the other possibility i'm thinking is that in these moments of being sort of uh, disoriented from this or feeling as if the ground is kind of being pulled out from beneath, beneath you, when she brings up the tattoo thing, and maybe maybe he's reacting in a way that he doesn't realize he's reacting. It's the only thing I can think of. It's maybe, but he also wrote that email in a very calm and sort of measured way. Agreed, but it's like easy to do still. Yeah, true. Like he might be, she might be like... Uh, He'd be like, oh, yeah, like you got a tattoo. Like, remember when you said you'd never get one? I'm just saying it's like crazy. Fine, it's crazy that now you're getting them. Like, are you going to get more? Maybe. Oh, yeah. I'm, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't. Okay. Fine. But this is the one. <laughs> this is the red flag for me is that he said, she said, we're going to the tattoo parlor. And he said, are you guys going to get matching tattoos? That's a playful question. That's an open minded question. That's Unless not. Unless he's like, oh, are you guys getting matching tattoos? It could be snarky. It could be. That's so. That's, not that's giving him so little credit. And and I, I just I don't know if if my boyfriend asked me that because I told him I was going to the tattoo parlor with a friend, and his response was, "You are you guys going to get matching tattoos?" It, it is such a non-threatening question that also to me says that he's fine with me getting a tattoo that day. So then to just say no, we're not, which is truth that omits the fact that she's intending to get her own tattoo right the her answer there should be no we're not getting matching i'm gonna get my own and he's just and to me the biggest issue for a person in that situation like this guy is it is you're just not a part of it suddenly you're being excluded from her life in this way where it's like new and and doesn't feel good i don't think include you you could be like Okay, I think I'm going to get this. What do you think? Like, right. Why wouldn't she send that text? Taking his email at face value, right? And assuming yeah. that there isn't, he's that he's telling us the version of events as it actually did happen. Uh, I just don't think that there's any reason this guy, he's not controlling her by wanting to know about it. You know, he's not going to levy judgment or tell her you can't get another tattoo. I'm trying to think, you know, if I spent my whole life telling my telling sierra you know i really don't like cats i've never been a cat person we've always liked dogs i just don't like them i don't like them i'm afraid of them they've got their retractable claws they destroy couches and furniture is this how you feel no i don't feel that strongly about it okay 
But if I I said all of that, and then one if day, you, yeah. one day I got a cat, came home with yeah. a cat, right? And then within three months, I had five cats. Yeah. And she was, I was, and one day I was like, "Hey, I'm going to the shelter today with my friend Bob." And she was like, "Oh, are you guys gonna get like brother and sister cats?" <laughs> and I was like, "No." And then I came home with another cat that day. I mean, that's really that's really impulsive behavior. It's it's the it's a, it's a runaway train at that point. Clearly, I have a cat problem. The cats are actually affect her too, though, because now you guys have them together. Whereas the tattoo, in theory, is less impactful. Fine. Let's say that I just raised the cats entirely on my own, and they weren't in her space somehow. They were just like in the like backyard, a in chamber, a cat yeah, house. somewhere, okay. yeah. And but the point is that I'm now basically telling her you need to be okay with the fact that I'm going to surround myself with cats, with cats at all times. Yeah, you need to be fine with that, and and uh, you better be attracted to that. It's a big change to have that many yeah, cats. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's and a big change. It's a lot, dude. This is why relationships don't always work out, right? Because you change, and sometimes you can't make it work. And what sucks is that if he says, "Listen, I don't want to date you anymore," and she says, "Why?" and he tells her some flimsy reason, she's gonna say it's because of all the tattoos, isn't it? You're so close-minded. I thought you loved me for me. What a superficial thing to say, right? And so then you have to say, "Well, then maybe he's better off lying," and. I, this is what made me think about breakups and what is the one reason that you can give someone where there is just no coming back from it and it's not your fault. You can't be blamed. It's not you telling them. It's not making them feel bad about themselves. There is there is an answer here. I mean, but dude, like, I don't think you need to do that here. He can be like, I feel like we've grown apart. Like, no, I you know. know. But, but, I'm just saying in general in breakups. Okay. What, what is it? It's I'm not over my ex. I don't know, man. I don't think that that's that good. You date somebody for real for months and now you're not over your ex. Suddenly? Not not months, but you know. If you, okay. Okay. If, if it's new, fine. But this doesn't sound that new. There's five tattoos. I think yeah. in the first. Oh, they've been dating five years. Oh yeah, you can't say I'm, I'm. He couldn't say it. No, but I think in the first year, first six months of a relationship, right? If if your girlfriend, you know, started buying iguanas, let's say, just and they're mating, and she's not curbing the mating problem, and now you've got iguanas everywhere. <laughs> if you don't like her iguanas, but you know that she'll take it personally that you have an issue with her iguanas, instead of telling her that you don't like the iguanas, you can just say. Listen, I'm really sorry, but I, I still have feelings for my ex. Dude, there's no issue with blaming the iguanas. They're all over your house. <laughs> <laughs> the iguanas, you don't need to like, that's a very reasonable reason to break up with somebody. Our fucking house is a reptilian. <laughs> a fucking, we got a serpentarium over yeah, here. Yeah, exactly, dude. What is the name for a, a, a space that houses Reptile lots of reptiles, chamber? but not snakes? There is um, there is a name for it. Yeah. Well, this is a good time to get into the facts with Ryan, probably. Yeah, let's get into the facts with Ryan. What do we got, Ryan? You can start with that one if you've got it there. I don't have it yet. Hot off the press. It's not a terrarium, is it? A terrarium? Uh, herpetarium. 
Herbitarium? That herbitarium. sounds like a place that holds plants. Or mm, that's for reptiles and amphibians. I don't know if I have it. I can't figure that out this okay. quickly right now. All right. All good. But I'll have it for you next time. No sweat. Okay. So let's address the sorority uh, issue. Yeah, please. Your chances <laughs> of getting in. Not high. No? <laughs> but. Damn it. Okay. So let's start with this. So Title IX prohibits sex discrimination in education. The federal government has declared social fraternities and sororities exempt and free to make their own membership decisions, including those based on gender identity. So, a <laughs> little bit of negotiation room there. Yeah. I did a little research on... So, you're going to have to get them to be cool with you being a guy, whichever sorority it is. Now, in terms of eligibility, since you're no longer in school, Alpha Chi Omega sorority, uh, they are open to welcoming... People that are postgrad or undergrad <laughs> to be initiated into their sorority. Cool. Like so two sports. Dude. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. we should start. We should start reaching out to all of their chapters across the country. Okay. And I'm sure one of them. Do they need to be enrolled at the school? No. Okay. And I remember at my fraternity, we had honorary members that were adults that were not attending. They didn't attend Quinnipiac. So. Interesting. Uh, I'm sure it's the same thing how for sororities, it, so we can how, make this happen. How, right, this how funny great. would it be if they were like, sure, you can become an honorary member or whatever, but I was like, wait, I brought my sleeping bag. You know, and I'm just like, I'm like, I want to go through. Oh, I want to live here. I want to live here. Yeah. I want to go through the proper, you know, don't hold any punches. Two weeks. Yeah. You end up tutoring them. <laughs> <laughs> Franny. They just call you Franny. <laughs> In general, there's a 90% survivability rate with a plane crash. Wow. Yeah. But, but it's because it's the little planes usually. Yeah. Yeah. Making a murder. So Brennan da- Dassey or is it Dacey or Dassey? Dassey. Brennan Dassey's still in jail. Um, Jeez. And season three is confirmed to be, to be released sometime late 2022, All early right. 23. Yeah, I was a fan. Enough. I loved it. Did you watch so, season two? I yeah. I, I honestly forget because that was such a long time ago. I feel like maybe that was three or four years ago, but I really enjoyed it. It okay. was the series that got me into I liked season one. True yeah. crime. And then uh, this was just interesting. It, at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, there was a performance of Making a Murderer, the musical. <laughs> so some, some guy wrote a musical That's out of amazing. it. That's uh, amazing. That's amazing. Not, not with Netflix. Uh, refrigerators on average, 1500 bucks. Um, and then wow. you can buy... An, More than I thought. And some go up to ten thousand. Uh, you can buy an eagle head T style handle steel metal gentleman walking cane with a removable knife on <laughs> yes. Amazon for forty two dollars. But do it fast because there's only five in stock right now. Wow. Okay. If you want the link, hit us up with a DM. And then the GDP of North Korea is twenty point six billion. Twenty eight point six billion dollars. I sure hope our guy doesn't jack the rent that much. Great facts, Ryan. Ryan, well done. Facts with Ryan. Facts with Ryan. Where are we lying? Facts with Ryan. Okay. G, where will you be that the crowd can see you perform your art? A couple weeks. The stand, I think September 15th is the date. Fantastic. Um, There might be an update with that. It'll be that week, I think. So look on my website for details. We'll love to see you at that one. Awesome. I'll be in uh, Charlotte and Greenville, North Carolina. Comedy Zone, September 29th to the 31st, I believe. Tickets for that are at FrancisEllis.com. 